Welcome back to Breaking Up with Michaela Simuntry. That's me, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk about breaking up, relationship advice, dating stories, and personal stories about some of the worst breakups, most embarrassing, or cringiest breakups of all time. So thank you for joining us today, and let's get started. All right, welcome back. So today I have a very exciting guest with me. Hi guys, I am Britt Lyons. I am a New York-based lifestyle and fashion content creator on Instagram and YouTube. That's awesome. And Brittany and I, or do you prefer Britt or Brittany? I guess I should have asked that first. Oh, it's okay. My like given name, I guess, is Brittany, like the region of France, but I go by Brit because I just prefer that better. So yeah. Got it. Okay. <laughs> um, and Britt and I, we sort of started talking through Instagram, I believe, but we're also pretty connected on YouTube as well. Um, yeah. how, how would you describe us meeting? Like, how did we meet? <laughs> I honestly, like, was thinking about that, and I don't even remember. I feel like either you reached out or I reached out on Instagram. I had been watching your your videos. I know that. I know I found you through YouTube, and I was like, wow, this girl's freaking cool. And yeah, I don't know. I think maybe I just found you on Instagram and was like, I'm going to I'm gonna message her. She's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. I do remember on Instagram, like yeah. connecting with you because I think we have the same tattoo, if I remember correctly. That on- might have been what it was. Yeah. Yeah. We, we both have a crescent moon on our finger. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You have it on your like knuckle, right? Like on one of your fingers? Um, like the top knuckle. Yeah. Yeah, it's on my right ring finger, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And mine is on my right pinky, but it's on the upper knuckle. Okay. So, Sweet. yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Oh my gosh, yeah. Moon sisters. <laughs> For real. Uh, all right. So, I know that this is going to be primarily about dating and relationships since it is a dating podcast, but mm-hmm. I want, and we'll be focusing on that, but I wanted to talk a little bit more about like, your brand and what you do. I know that we mentioned Instagram and YouTube, but you're also, you know, really passionate about photography and Mm -hmm. you do amazing edits on your Instagram. So I did just want to touch base a little bit um, and kind of hear more about how you got into all of this and how you got started with your like Instagram, I guess, content. Um, And yeah, just like kind of what motivates you to keep going with all that. Yeah. So like um, after high school, I realized I didn't really like have a hobby anymore. And I've always been like a part of something else that was like bigger. Like, for example, I was on a gymnastics team for nine years and I was part of like a choir in high school. And through these years, I realized that I was this sounds kind of sad, but I was relying on other people to make me happy instead of enjoying my alone time. The only thing I like really liked to do by myself was write. And even then there were like friends that slipped through the cracks. So Um, that was kind of like where I realized that like I need something that's going to make me happy. Um, I used to make videos in high school to other people's music. So they were like these basically really funny videos set to a popular song. And in the video, we would take the lyrics like super literal. But I enjoyed filming them a lot. And then bullying quickly put a stop to that in high school. 
But then, of course, now fast forward five years later, now it's cool to have social media. So I learned (laughs) that I really should have just had the confidence to stick with creating things that made me proud when I was younger. Um, So I kind of started up with social media again for starting with YouTube about three years ago. And it's taken me a bit to find my niche and my flow. Lately, I've been focusing, obviously, most of my creative energy on Instagram because taking photos with my tripod is really what's bringing me the most joy right now. And although I do love, you know, making YouTube videos, I just don't see myself stopping that in my future. But my biggest inspirations to keep going and keep creating content um, are other uh, content creators. Like I never want to feel like I'm competing with someone in the same niche as me because I genuinely joined social media to make friends and build more relationships. So really, I just look up to other creators that continue to have fun with their posts and use them to connect with people all around the world, just like I wanted to do. Wow, that's awesome. And like yeah. really <laughs> and really great advice too for young, you know, girls and I guess boys too in high school that are creating content to keep going. Um because mm-hmm. I remember going through that too a little bit in high school and just worrying what other people would think with my YouTube or videos or just, you know, being confident or putting yourself out there. Um yeah. it can be really scary in high school. So it's really yeah. great just to, you know, keep going with that. <laughs> For sure. It takes a lot of like guts, I think. But I feel Mm -hmm. like if you really, truly love something, someone else's opinion of that really shouldn't matter because you're going to find someone online that might be across the world that like literally has the same exact thoughts and opinions as you. So it's worth it to just put yourself out there. Right. I totally agree. Also, like I think you and I are so similar too. And without Mm -hmm. Instagram or YouTube, there's no way that we would have ever crossed paths or really gotten to know each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how like amazing social media is and how it really does connect you to people. Like, I don't know. It's so weird to think about. (laughs) No, it really does. And like going back to what you said about feeling alone, like social media and YouTube, it helps me so much realizing that I'm not alone and Mm -hmm. there are so many people out there. Uh, Yeah. So it's great. And that's so wonderful that you really have found a passion and a hobby and a niche on Instagram Mm -hmm. because your content's it's your content super inspiring just seeing your you're welcome like your like new perspective on photography yeah like I think I save like every single one of your posts to be like oh that's so creative like I have to think like that sometime oh my god yeah it's awesome yeah that's so sweet that really means a lot because like those comments like saves all of that like really help um any kind of creator uh for anyone who might be listening that you know, isn't a content creator and doesn't know how to support their content creators without spending money. That's how you do it. Whether they're a YouTuber or Mm -hmm. Instagrammer, that engagement really, really helps them because it, it shows, you know, other people, other brands, anyone that their content is valuable. Yeah, I totally agree. Also by engaging, I think the algorithm, at least for YouTube, the more that your audience engages with the video or the photo on Instagram, I think they start to Mm -hmm. like recommend it more on the explore page, at least. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. engagement is key. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. And it's fun too. Like I, I just, you know, take the business part out of it. Like I just, love to hear from other people so when I ask a question in my my uh caption I really want to know like the answer I'm not just asking just to ask yeah oh for sure (laughs) um and your most recent I think it's your most recent post at least you're doing a giveaway too right now I don't know how long the giveaway is going on when this podcast airs but you're working with a brand that's exciting 
Yeah, I, I, this is actually the second time that I've worked with this particular brand. Um, and this giveaway, we're giving away like a piece of jewelry. Um, it's super nice to be able to do that. I honestly love doing giveaways because I don't know, I just, I really like giving people things. I don't know. It's fun. Um, but this, this brand is like really, really great. And they're, they're so sweet and you know, their, their company is about, um, romantic connections and relationships so it's fitting it's only fitting right (laughs) right right (laughs) exactly I thought it would make a really great segue since that photo (laughs) that you posted uh was with you and your husband yeah so switching gears a little bit um to love life and dating and all that since this is that type of podcast you're married (laughs) (laughs) congratulations (laughs) um how long have you and your husband been together We have been married for two years. We actually got married on Friday, October 13th on purpose. So, yeah. (laughs) That's everything. Oh, my gosh. I love that. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Um, Did you guys date for a long time before? Um, Actually, no. We were only together for seven months before he proposed. I feel like um, when people hear that a lot of the time, um, they – tend to freak out just because it doesn't sound like much time to get to know someone fully but we were engaged for a year and a half so by the time we like physically walked down the aisle together we had been together for two years okay that's a decent amount of time exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so when he did propose seven months in were you surprised were you expecting it have you guys talked about that before we had talked about it. Um, he was actually living at my parents' house um, at the time, and we were talking about getting an apartment. And I think he knew that, like, my family is very traditional, like my parents are, so they didn't really feel comfortable with us moving in together before we were married. But, you know, it's mm-hmm. a different day and age. Yeah. And so we he decided to propose right before we moved in together. So that's kind of mm. how that happened. Got yeah. it. <laughs> And how did he propose? So we used to go to this exempt um, railroad track that had like a small stream running under it. It was like our spot when we first started dating. We were like really laid back daters. Like we went on fun dates and mostly just like sat and had deep conversations and like sight saw. But he got my friend to make sure I was in a dress and he had her bring me to the railroad to show her the spot because I wouldn't shut up about it. It was literally like my favorite place. And when I got to the end of the bridge, he was standing there in a suit and that's how he asked. And um, we actually just reacted to that video of our proposal because we hadn't seen it in such a long time. It's actually up on my channel. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I missed that. I'll send it to you. It's totally fine. (laughs) Yeah. I did go back and watch some of your videos in preparation for this podcast. And then halfway through one of them, I Mm -hmm. was like, maybe I should stop because I was learning so much that I wanted to genuinely like react to on the podcast. So so I kind of like paused for a second and I was like, I think I just want to hear it from you. Like one on one. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's totally understandable. And I, I, I try as hard as I can to like share as much as possible because like I and anyone watching that's going through anything that I might be going through um you know I want them to understand that they're not alone you know yeah yeah I agree um that's so funny that you did mention during the proposal story how your friend and him like made sure you were in a dress and stuff because (laughs) my boyfriend and I recently very casually kind of talked about this and I was saying how you know like I want to make sure that my nails are done 
(laughs) (laughs) just because photos will be taken of my hand. And I really want pictures and video of it. So having someone either hiding or if it's like already a photo shoot, just someone there taking photos, someone recording. And he, you could see the panic like in his eyes where he's like, oh my God, how am I ever (laughs) like, I'm going to have to get all this set up. Who's going to take photos? She's going to (laughs) know. Tell him to contact me. I tell him I got it. I got you. I'll be there hiding in a bush. Right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like that Kim Kardashian gif of her. (laughs) Yep. I actually didn't have my nails done for the proposal, but like, I, I'm not really one of those that like needed to have that done or anything. Like I actually never get my nails done, which is not good. I really should start because they look great when they're done, but yeah, mine were not. So I, I would change that though. I would have had them done yeah, if I had known. You would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. It's like a fine line between I want to be surprised and not see it coming, but I also need to be prepared. <laughs> you just have to continuously get your nails done. That's just All the right. answer. Yep. Every yeah, single- it's a good excuse. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> uh, for yeah, I can't wait. For like the next three years, I'll just continuously get my nails done. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my gosh. That's a good tip. <laughs> okay. Um, is there anything specifically throughout these last two years that you guys have been together or married that surprised you about marriage or living with him? Um, honestly, not really. Like a lot of boring adult stuff like taxes, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> nothing shocking enough to uh, take note of. Um, we did also live together for a very long time before we got married. So there really weren't many surprises, um, but we're also we're, we're really easygoing. So not much of us really bothers us in terms of living with someone else. And, you know, I, I just think we're truly a team, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a really great way to look at it. That's something I would always say, too, is, like, we're on the same team, especially during fights. Like, it's always important to remember, like, we're fighting for the same thing. Like, we're on the same team here. Exactly. Yep. It's my dad always says it's what is it? It's you and it's you and me versus the fight, not you Mm -hmm. versus me. Yeah, that's great advice. Very true. Yeah. Well, uh, before you met your husband, kind of like switching your gears a little bit um did you date a lot do you have like any other relationships that you've gone through <laughs> yep <laughs> um actually <laughs> matt and i actually uh met because of a breakup that i went through oh my god <laughs> the reason that i'm i'm with matt is because I, I went through a breakup that sounds terrible but i mean so i guess i'll tell that story because it sounds awful if you don't know the story but um i had been dating this guy that honestly was really like not a great guy he was like he was much older than me which wasn't you know a problem but it becomes a problem when that older person starts treating you you know what I mean like like less than Mm -hmm. you know so (laughs) um he had actually broken up with me outside of my job and it was really hard for me because I was 20 so I was feeling like even though you know 20 is so young but I was feeling like I was getting older and that I needed to like start figuring out like you know settling down and stuff like that and I know that's so silly to think about but that's just what was going through my mind and Mm -hmm. I actually have known Matt's brother David for 10 years I've known him longer than I've known my husband oh never knew that David had a brother yeah you're kidding I swear (laughs) And so I was best friends with David's um, ex-girlfriend now at the time. And um, 
they were the first people that I turned to because I was so distraught about this breakup. And he was posting like terrible things about me online. Like he told me that he broke up with me because I was I, I had too much anxiety and I was anxiety driven, which oh, is a terrible thing to say. Yeah. But whatever. So um, he um, David suggested that I find a find a hot guy and I just take a picture with him and I post it on <laughs> Facebook and I just be passive aggressive and show this guy that I'm moving on and I don't need him because clearly he's not going to stop until, you know, something like that happens. So I was like, OK, well, I don't know any hot guys. Do you? And he was like, this is a picture of my brother. And I was like, damn. So <laughs> that's kind of how we met was um, to take a picture to make this guy like to piss this guy off. And then we didn't even end up posting the picture. Like I literally just met him and that was it. Like I totally forgot about the other guy. I know that sounds like awful, but he really like kind of he really showed me that like, I, you know, I was enough on my own, you know, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. That's so sweet. Yeah, it w- it's a weird story because it really does sound like it's a rebound story, but it, t- it honestly turned into so much more than that. And, you know, we we were so casual when we were first hanging out and starting to get to know each other. So mm-hmm. it was really great, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that sounds – see, I mean, sometimes maybe being petty is the answer. It led you to your husband. <laughs> Just Yeah, honestly. That sounds like bad advice. Be petty. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Yeah, don't don't be petty. Uh, don't be petty. Don't, don't take my advice. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but you didn't even end up posting the photo, so it all worked out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it was like we met and I I didn't need to do that. You know, I realized mm-hmm. that like there's just better ways to handle it. Do you still have that photo? <laughs> I do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have it on my phone. Oh yep. my I think we ended up posting it eventually, but it wasn't like yeah. I had unfriended the guy afterwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was kind of like Different we posted it to be like, oh, reasons. this is the first night we met each other. Yeah. That's so sweet. Are you still good friends with his brother? Oh yeah, yeah. He was um he was our best man Aww. um in our wedding and like, you know, I see him all the time and um I, d- I definitely don't see him as much as I used to, but that's I think just due to adulting, right. you know. <laughs> that's so wonderful cuz now he's he's like your brother too, brother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how that works yeah. out and like that whole situation really showed me like everything happens yes, for a reason. It really does. You know. I could have met Matt like you know, for that last 10 years that I've known David, but it just really wasn't our time to meet. Mm-hmm. If we had met during any of those other times, we were both in relationships. We wouldn't be looking at each other in that way, I don't think, you know? Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. And I feel like through every relationship, there's so much that you learn and realize that you either want or don't want in a partner. And mm-hmm. I feel like you really need that life experience almost just to realize what works and what you're looking for. Yeah, like before that, I dated around a lot. Like, <laughs> that sounds bad, but I honestly think I just really needed to like explore what was out there. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like that's an Aquarius thing. We need all the knowledge oh we can get, you know? I love that. <laughs> so I have a lot of stories. <laughs> uh, I know. I, um, Brit is an Aquarius and I'm a Gemini, but my rising and my moon are both Aquarius. So I have. Yep, and my rising is Gemini. So, that's amazing. That's yeah, we really yeah. just we're like yin yang over here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. So I feel like we definitely think very similarly and are very similar overall. Um, 
Maybe it's because of our mm-hmm. zodiac signs. I'm biased because I believe in that, like, <laughs> to a T, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish I was a little bit, like, better at understanding. There's so much to it. Like, you really don't, like, oh yeah, understand until you start looking into it. And you're like, wow, there's a whole chart out there, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, like, insane. Yeah. It's crazy. That's crazy. What sign is your husband? He is a Pisces. Um, and he is actually, I just looked at his chart um like pretty recently he is a cancer moon and a gemini rising as well oh dang yeah lots of gemini yeah (laughs) well gemini's attract other gemini's so that's probably i've heard that yeah Yeah. and they're most compatible with aquariuses so there you go (laughs) love it i love it yep (laughs) i knew it Based on your guys' zodiac signs, are because Pis- I don't really know a lot about Pisces, but are they mm-hmm. pretty compatible with Aquariuses? Do you know? I actually just looked that up to see, and it said that we like would butt heads a lot because, like, if you're looking at the uh, the charts and like what an Aquarius is and what a Pisces is, they say that Pisces are super emotional and like very air heady and like you know head in the clouds and you know, dreamers. And then Aquarius is a very emotionally detached. Mm -hmm. That's just what they say. But I feel like (laughs) I'm definitely the more emotional one. Um, And, you know, he is emotional. He definitely can be, though, whether that's due to his um, zodiac sign or just who he is because of life experiences is anyone's guess. But he's way more rational and level-headed than they describe a typical Pisces. So I don't really know. I feel like it's... I feel like the way that they describe the compatibility for Aquarius and Pisces is incorrect just for us. But again, they don't take into consideration the entire chart and that compatibility. That's true. Uh, We talked a little bit about how you've gone through other relationships. Um, How old were you when you had your first real heartbreak? Uh, I was 15 and this guy I had been really into, he was like two years older than me. He broke up with me because he kept thinking he had a chance with one of my best friends. Oh my God. That was really hard for me, especially at like 15 because I constantly compared myself to her and it's really toxic to like think that, you know? (laughs) Um, but like looking back, it's sort of funny. Like that girl is married now, not to him, and so am I, but also not to him, obviously. <laughs> so I'm just glad we broke up. But he was really immature and whatever. It was just kind of silly looking back on it, you know? Right. And it's so funny too, because in the moment you think it's like the end of the world. But yeah, I mean, yeah. well, in the moment, like it is your life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that is what a high schooler knows is like what their breakup is. Is that it's scary it's confusing it's hard to feel like you're not wanted but then when you get older and you look back and you realize what your worth is you kind of develop this understanding of like oh that's why it didn't work out because that guy was a jerk (laughs) you know yes (laughs) yeah yes exactly um have you ever been the one to break up with someone else (laughs) yeah I um I i I think if you're counting like all of my relationships, I've been in about 10 of them. I've done the breaking up in about half and the other half I was probably the one getting broken up with. But uh, the biggest one was I broke up with my high school boyfriend of like three years. Um, It was actually really, really hard because I was really close with his mom and he was my best friend. Like we had gone through so much together. I saw him through his parents' divorce and 
I don't know, like just through high school, we both changed so much. And it was evident to me that I just wasn't in love with him like I thought. Yeah, I can really relate to that. I actually talk about yeah. that in um, a previous episode of this podcast that will be up. Uh, but huh. I kind of touch on that episode, um, how I realized the same feelings that you just talked about, where you just kind of realize that like you don't love them the same way and your lives don't really like fit the same way that mm-hmm. they used to. But I could never go through with it. Like to this day, I've never broken up with someone. I've tried. It's just so difficult. Uh, and this yeah. is more of a question for advice for me. But like, how do you do yeah. it? <laughs> um, honestly, <laughs> I felt like the biggest jerk. But you also have to understand that like, you know, it's I, I think for me, I, I understood that it's better for you to just rip off the Band-Aid and tell someone how you're feeling than to continue on with a relationship that you're not interested in because then that's just going to lead to toxic behavior, you know, like from both people, you're going to start to resent each other. And, you know, even though it's not the other person's fault that they don't know what's going through your mind, you know, Um, it's really hard. I'm not going to say it's easy because you don't want to hurt someone else's feelings if you're, you know, a normal person like you are. But (laughs) um, (laughs) it's, it's, yeah, it's just something that it's like a necessary evil, I guess, is really the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I like that. Yeah. So throughout all these relationships and breakups, have what, what would you say is like the worst breakup you've gone through or is there a really bad one? And more specifically, like what helped you during that hard time? Um, I have a, re- a really crazy one. Um, I was dating this guy uh, that I met through work. Um, he I used to work at this go-karting place and he used to come in and like buy all these huge packages and things like that for me. And we earned a commission. So I was like, oh, like, hey, hello. He was really (laughs) cute. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was also helping me, you know, not get fired. So that was great. But (laughs) um, one day we uh, we started hanging out and he asked me to be his girlfriend. And, you know, so I said yes. And I found out on my birthday that he had been cheating on me with another girl she messaged me and she was sending me pictures of them in bed together saying this was last weekend and I just want to understand like she wasn't being nasty she was just like explaining what was going on Mm -hmm. from her point of view and at that time I was kind of in denial and really confused about it but he didn't show up uh, on my birthday we had had plans and I think it was because like I, I had texted him and said like you know, what's going on because this girl is messaging me. Um, So when he stood me up, I (laughs) called him and I broke up with him and I said, you know, I'm not interested. I'm done. I literally like that's how I. Yes, girl. Like broke up with him. Um, And then uh, this is like even more insane. And I feel terrible about this to this day. That girl um, that messaged me went on to appear on Bad Girls Club, got kicked off one of the episodes for punching the producer in the face and then later on, uh, she died of uh, drug addiction issues. Oh, and wow. I feel, yeah, it honestly, like, it hurts my heart because she had such a crappy experience with this guy. Like, we, you know, we connected in that same way. And it just, like, it broke me when I found that out because I just felt like, you know, I don't know. It's just terrible to hear. Um, so that's like the craziest story that I have in regards to like a dating story gone bad or anything like that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that was a crazy ride. (laughs) Yeah, insane, insane. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up. No, you can't. (laughs) That's tough. Um, Yeah. So did anything really help you as you healed from all of that that you can think of? Yeah, my family. Um, I had a really just great support system with that. Um, This guy, he didn't want to meet my parents, which I it's a big red flag, especially mm-hmm. if you're a family person and you're family oriented. If the guy or the girl, whoever, doesn't want to meet your parents, that's a big no-no. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, but yeah, he was just really aloof and stuff. So I turned to my family and a lot of that and uh, some of my friends and actually David, again, Matt's brother, because mm-hmm. uh, this was before I had met Matt, um, had helped me through that a lot. And he actually came Uh, over on my birthday and we hung out instead with him and his girlfriend so that was helpful yeah that's sweet it's really good that you have you know people on your inner circle to be there for you yeah I think that's really important like you don't want to like lean on people and I think you should allow yourself to feel you know what you need to so if that's spending alone time or picking up a new hobby or watching your favorite show whatever you need to do Um, to make yourself feel better is important Um, but if you do have someone to talk about it with and someone that will listen to you that it's that's a priceless a priceless thing yeah it really is all right so on that note we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back In case you didn't know, this podcast officially has merch. If you like the Breaking Up podcast logo, then you'll love the hoodies, t-shirts, phone cases, mugs, socks, like you name it, that we have available for purchase. I felt super inspired by my creation of the logo with the hand squeezing the heart that I wanted to make some collections of merchandise, so definitely check it out. I tried really hard to design something for everyone, so there are a lot of options, colors, sizes, styles. We have pastels. We have an after dark collection of just all black with white text and logo for more of a minimalistic or emo vibe, which I love. Some have the logo printed small and subtle and other pieces have it in the middle. I just really tried to find something that anyone and everyone could enjoy. Definitely check it out and see for yourself. You can shop the Breaking Up merchandise at teespring.com slash store slash Michaela dash Samantri or I know it's a lot easier to just click a link so that will be in the podcast description as well. You can also find it on my YouTube channel as well and even on the podcast's Instagram at breaking up underscore podcast in the description of that account. I have a coupon code for you listeners too. So if you use the code breaking up in all caps, you'll receive 15% off of your total purchase. This is another great way to show your support of the podcast. Even if you just give it a glance, I'd really appreciate it. So go check out my merch. This podcast wouldn't be made possible without listeners like you. And if you want to get more involved to help support the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash Michaela Simuntry and click the support button. It only takes a couple seconds, but your donation can really help sustain the future of this podcast. So if you want to support the show and get more involved, consider becoming a listener supporter today. And we're back. All right, so switching gears a little bit from breakups, um, I want to talk more about dating. So do you have any stories about some of either like the best or worst dates that you've ever been on? Um, 
That is like a really good question. I did like, I don't even know if you can call it a date to like literally, I had a lot of like weird relationships in high school where like a guy would ask me out and then, you know, I'd go on one date with them and they'd ask me to be their girlfriend like before the date and then we'd go on the date and I'd be like, "Mm, yeah, uh, I'm not interested anymore. (laughs) Um, So I have a lot of like, I guess those kinds of stories like one time. This guy, he asked me to be his girlfriend. I said yes. Like I said, I was like 14 or something. And uh, he randomly stopped me in the hallway in high school and grabbed me and kissed me as hard as he could. And I didn't know who it was because I was like, who the heck? Like, who are you? Like, what's going on? (laughs) And it freaked me out so bad that I like... I screamed at him in the hallway and I was like, we're done. <laughs> That's oh. it. And I was just like so stressed out. So I think I was like kind of high maintenance in high school <laughs> in that way. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe not, though. Is it really that normal to like grab someone you barely know and like make out no. with them in the middle of the high school? No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was going to ask, too, like, was it normal to make out with kids in high school? Because no one at my school no. were like, Yeah. No, I I had a purity ring. Like I had come from a Christian uh, school, like Mm -hmm. kindergarten through eighth grade. That's just what my parents decided to send me to. And so when I went to high school, it was a public high school. So I was like that girl with the purity ring because I was like, don't touch me. Don't look at me. I'm not interested. (laughs) I was so afraid of like any of that stuff. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I think we went to similar schools growing up because mine, too, was like a private like Christian school. And No one, I mean, we had like uniforms and everything, but even mm-hmm. in high school and stuff, no one was making out in the hallways. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> PDA was just like not a thing. So no. wa- like watching all those um, t- like teen shows back on like <laughs> ABC Family and stuff growing up, I'm like, is this normal? <laughs> like, no, not at all. We used to get like, I don't know about your high school, but like they would get in trouble if they were like making out in the in the hallway, they would get like a uh, written up. So, yeah, I mean, I assume that's what would happen for my high school, too, if I ever saw it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Scary. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what would be I know you said earlier that you and your husband are pretty like easygoing and easy like daters, I guess you were just very chill. But what would be like your like ideal date? Do you have like a romantic date that you prefer? <sighs> That's a really, really, really good question. Um, For our two-year anniversary, uh, my best friend, Nina, she uh, works at this, like, really fancy restaurant. It's like a five-star restaurant, and we don't go out to five-star restaurants. They're way too expensive for us. But we decided to go because she she was going to hook us up, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was, like, really nice and really romantic. Like, it was a very dim restaurant, and the food was great, and... I don't know. It was just like the the ambiance, you know, was really, really nice. So I would have to say like my idea of like a perfect date is literally just like a really nice dinner. And then I'm a homebody. So I like to go right home and like watch a really scary TV show or like movie or something like that and eat dessert at home. I don't like eating dessert out. I just feel like dessert is a comfort thing, you know? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm just so I'm so like relaxed with that stuff. Um, that's just what I like to do. So that for me is romantic, and I'm fine with that. If we can cuddle afterwards and eat dessert on the couch, I'm all for it. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> that sounds great. Right. Uh, <laughs> so 
by the time this podcast comes out, I know it'll be a few weeks post Valentine's Day, but do you guys have any plans for that coming up? We are doing our annual seafood feast <gasps> in, yes. the living room. <laughs> in the living room. In the major comfort food. <laughs> yeah. It's the best. I, it's the best. Well, because my birthday is actually the day after Valentine's Day. So Oh my gosh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, when Matt and I first started dating, he was like, That's a lot. Like you're oh. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day and then your birthday. And I was like, I know. So we came up with this idea to, you know, we didn't want to go out twice in one weekend or anything. So if we were going to go out at all, it was going to be for my birthday, like dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, Valentine's Day is always so crowded at the restaurants and everything. It's, you know, yeah. it's nice, but it's not really all that romantic mm-hmm. after, you know, some time of doing it over and over. So we decided to come up with a tradition where Matt cooks me crab because I love crab. It's my favorite Same. thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and yeah, and we just hang out in our sweatpants and we watch either a romantic movie or a scary movie, whatever we are feeling, really. Oh, so. that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. It almost, it makes me want to do that instead. I have like reservations coming up, but I'm like, Tyler, maybe we should just stay home. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> they are nice and like they always have great deals around Valentine's Day for the most part, like restaurants and stuff. Um but it just with my birthday the next day it's just way too much and I'm not a party animal I'm I'm too laid back for that. <laughs> we are the same person. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's like uh exactly what Tyler and I just did for our one year a few weeks ago is we had a night in and we just cooked crab legs and had I dessert on the couch. Um because our one year is like right in between the holidays of like Christmas presents and everything. And then Valentine's Day kind of just goes like December's, you know, the holidays, January's one year, February's Valentine's Day. So we didn't want to like be spending so much money and going out three months in a row. So we came up with the almost exact plan to just stay in and cook crab legs, which is amazing. Yeah. It's really nice, isn't it? Like if you're kind of more introverted and you don't really like people, it's kind of nice to just be home and Mm -hmm. have to just deal with each other, you know? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And your birthday's coming up. Happy birthday, girl. (laughs) Thanks. I'm going to be 25. (laughs) Oh, are you as scared Uh, as I am to hit that? Because I'm turning 25 in June. Yeah. It's scary. Uh, yeah. I'm like, wait, wait, Yikes. pause, pause button, help. <laughs> oh, I remember growing up, I thought by 25, I wanted to like be married, have a kid, like be so much more, not established because I can still be established, but just like at a different point than I am now. Mm-hmm. And now at like almost 25, I'm like, there's no way I am so not ready for those next steps. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I feel like when you're young, you feel like you have it all figured. I mean, we're so young. Let's get that mm-hmm. out of the way. But, <laughs> but you know, when you're like, when you're like a teenager and you're thinking about your future and being married and stuff, like 25 mm-hmm. seems really old. Like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. I'll have everything together by, you know, 10, 9, 10 years. But then you get to that point and you're like, like even Matt and I, yeah, we're married, but we still live with my parents. We're waiting on he's potentially getting a new career change. We don't have a house. Like if we had a kid right now, I don't know what we do, where we would put it. So <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just funny to think about like, wow, how wrong we were. <laughs> I know there are still so many like stages and steps in life. Yeah. We, and yeah. also like there's no rush, you know? Yes, like, agreed. 
I think, you know, when you're young, you think about like, oh, I can't wait to like be on my own and, and be, you know, and have my own, you know, life for myself pretty much. But you realize that when you're rushing that, you kind of forget to enjoy your youth and like, you know, not having a job or having any responsibilities really, you know? Um, and then all of a sudden you're, <laughs> you're older and there's a lot more expectations and stuff. So it's, it's hard. I don't know. Very true. I would, yeah. I would go back and tell myself, don't rush it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there. Trust me. No. Don't rush it. <laughs> Especially like as a teenager too, because you're in nothing but a rush to grow up. All you want to do is be older. Yep. And every, yeah. you know, when you hit 16, it's about your license, at least in New mm-hmm. York. And then, you know, then it's about like buying your first car and, you know, I don't know. It's, yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> then having your first drink when you hit 21 and yeah, everything's a rush. It really is. Let's just slow it down. <laughs> I know. Right. Um, speaking of your high school self, I did, like I mentioned, go back and watch some of your older videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, to prepare for this podcast. And I came across one that you posted about how your high school teacher was grooming you. And Mm -hmm. if you're comfortable, I would like, can you talk about that on here? I'd love to hear, you know, more of that story for the viewers. Yeah, definitely. I think like, even though these situations are really uncomfortable, it's really important to talk about them. Like, even though I was pretty sheltered, I do have some really traumatizing stories. I'll eventually use my platform to tell them all, but this was the first story that I was the most ready to tell. So mm-hmm. um, this started when I was a sophomore in high school and I quickly befriended um, this teacher. He was my English teacher. And I, as I mentioned before, I, I love writing. Um, and this actually kind of turned me off from it for a bit, which is really sad. Yeah. But um, <laughs> he, he used to, you know, buy me lunch and like buy me coffee and like he kind of like he was so young like as a teacher um he was like early early 30s like maybe not even like maybe late 20s um but he had had kids and a wife and he was just like a really cool guy like he used to let the kids hang out in his classroom and grade papers and he really treated you like you were on his level and like you weren't a student and he did it with like all of the students so I don't really know what his end goal was for everyone, but I just know my own experience. Um, You know, when I turned 18, he gave me his phone number and then he started opening up about how he was very unhappy with his wife and, you know, maybe they were going to get divorced and like all this stuff and then telling me I was really pretty and kind of coming on to me in that way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I honestly, (laughs) I feel like so, and I know I'm not, but I just felt very stupid, like thinking, like thinking back, it's like, Britt, how could you not have seen this? But I genuinely really thought he was just my friend. And like, so one day, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. But like, why should you have to even think about that? Because he's someone you should trust, especially as a kid. So yeah, don't feel stupid for just, you know being in school and trusting your teacher. Right. You're right. He was an authority (laughs) figure and, you know, it it wasn't anything, but it was just like, it's like silly looking back, you know? Yeah. Were you still in school when he gave you his number and you started texting? Oh, Mm -hmm. wow. We were, I was about to graduate. So it was like, 
it was like right on that border. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as I did graduate that summer, he had me um, meet up with him for coffee. And he bought me coffee. And again, it was all about, oh, yeah, my wife is this, my wife is that. And then and then it was, oh, I kind of had a crush on you. And I'm like, oh, haha, I have a boyfriend. Ooh. I'm like, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm like literally looking at this guy who's like literally supposed to be this authority figure as like my friend. And, you know, I'm not saying that like older people or whatever can't be your friend. But when, when you're in high school, yeah. it's a very different dynamic mm-hmm. <laughs> um from someone who is was his his age at the time so um i ended up running to into him <laughs> at church uh this year 2019 and uh my mom had known that he was my favorite teacher and she knew he was going to be there um so i went up to him and i went to give him a hug he looked like uh like he had seen a ghost because his wife was right behind him and it was that moment that i knew that holy crap like he he wasn't my friend he was he was literally trying to groom me to enter a sexual relationship with him and then i had found out that he had actually had a sexual relationship with someone else another girl that was exactly my age right after school had ended oh my god yeah so it wasn't just me i don't know how many other girls there are but <laughs> i think wow. a lot of people talk how when you're 18 like oh well you're legal and like that's all fine and great but the events leading up to that like you shouldn't be looking at a high schooler you know what I mean like yeah like that oh wow you know what I mean it's just it's creepy and it's weird and I'm pretty sure there's um there's some other stuff going on right now in the news and the media with another youtuber sort of very similar um Oh yeah, I think I. I do. I don't know if you want me to, you know, say it on here. So. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll save it for another one. But that is also (laughs) very concerning, and I'm sure listeners might be able to tell who we're talking about. But yeah, same concept. It's the same concept, and it's scary. And that's actually what prompted me to make that video because I was like, you know, people aren't really talking about this, and it's it's a problem, you know, it's a really serious problem of things that happen to young men and women mm-hmm. thinking, you know, that are vulnerable and like in a weird time in their lives and they get taken advantage of in any way, shape or form by, you know, people. It doesn't always have to be an immediate uh, connection with that person. It can, it, they can wait, you know, and right. that's just as creepy to me. So, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Wow. Is he, do you know, does he still have his job? Like, I feel like this is kind yeah. of, oh. I never, um, I, I never, I don't know, like, really what to do because I never had, like, a, I don't even know if I can say, like, sexual, like, I didn't, I didn't do anything like that with him. So I don't know what I could even say to, like, make an argument for him to not work there anymore I think the best thing is that like you know I did tell my story and like yeah you know no I never said his name but I also you know I don't want the guy to try to sue me either so mm-hmm. it's hard it's a hard uh line to cross um and I don't really talk to the girl that I I know that that happened with but I talked to one of her friends and that's how I knew right yeah so. it's um it's crazy because my school that we had kind of like um 
a like juicy dramatic story regarding a student in middle school it wasn't quite as sexual in that whole Mm -hmm. sense but a teacher had friended a student on Facebook and they were Facebook messaging and the teacher lost their job they fired the teacher for um crossing that line with a student Mm -hmm. so yeah I was just curious like how strict I guess they are with faculty I mean, but. so my the Christian school that I went to, that something very similar like that happened. It was a this guy gave his uh, phone number to another student, and he lost his job immediately because mm-hmm. they were texting. Um, but I don't really know. Like, I don't know if there's like, like I know, like you know, I was eighteen when I started texting him. So like, yeah. yes, I'm still his student, but like. Where is there that line? And nowadays, there are teachers that, like, give out their phone number to students and they text oh, yeah. them. And it's like, if I were a teacher, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. But, I mean, to each his own. Yeah, but. it's a really um kind of, like, risky decision to yes, give your yeah. number out. Mm-hmm. Huh. Even if you are, you know, even if you, you're, as the teacher, you're just literally, I don't know, trying to be there for your students or whatever you're trying to do, I guess. But it's risky on both ends there really so yeah um but just yeah I mean the fact that he waited until you were 18 to start texting you I mean to me that's a huge red flag that he had oh yeah malicious intentions yeah that I that's that's literally like what upset me so badly after I had run into him and he he didn't even he like pretended like we never talked it was just like oh hi like Mr. So-and-so and he's like oh, hi, Uh, you were in my class, right? And it's like, whoa, really? Like, come on, dude. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) oh, because your wife's right there and you're afraid that, like, what? Like, I didn't do anything with you. I would would never do that to someone Mm -hmm. else anyway. Even if I, you know, at 18 had been, like, attracted to him, which I wasn't, I I would never, I would never do that. So it's like, I don't know weird weird situation (laughs) oh for sure so confuses me to this day I'm so confused (laughs) well I appreciate you sharing that and I'm glad that you made a video because like you said you know it could help anyone going through something similar or just to kind of get that story out there for younger students that may not you know recognize those red flags or realize that someone that they look up to could have bad intentions like that yeah yeah it's crazy to like to think that like a teacher or anyone Mm -hmm. any kind of authority figure could could have those intentions but we do also you know have to protect ourselves because we don't know what's going on in other people's minds so first and foremost if you're uncomfortable don't don't do anything that you're uncomfortable with tell an adult tell someone that you trust because it's not worth going through you know mentally or physically it's just not worth it. Yeah. It's better Listen safe to- than sorry. Exactly. Listen to your gut. It's usually mm-hmm. always right. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> yep. All right. So knowing everything that you know now and like everything that you've gone through with guys and dating and relationship history, is there anything that you wish you could tell your younger self about like in terms of everything that has happened? I honestly wish I wouldn't go back, but if I if I could, I guess I I would, the only thing I would tell myself is that everything happens for a reason. Um, and also to let myself feel what I need to, so I can move on. I harnessed a lot of resentment for my exes for a long time until I met Matt. 
And now I look back and I realize that I really wouldn't have been happy with them anyway. So that's just, you know, something that I had to obviously learn, but that's what I would have, I would have told myself. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great. And then um, kind of like a big overarching question just to kind of Mm -hmm. end this episode on what is your biggest like piece of advice for someone going through a breakup? So I've always been the type to need some kind of physical release to like symbolize my letting go. Um, I know everyone's different, but that's just how I am. I know some people use balloons and let them go into the sky or like destroying their ex's old possessions. But my favorite and least destructive way (laughs) was uh, what my best friend had me do at my bachelorette party. She had me list all of my exes and she assigned each of them a balloon. So I got to stand up and tell stories about each of them and pop the balloons as I went. I think as emotional creatures that we are, we tend to hold on to memories very tightly, especially nowadays with apps like TimeHop and Facebook. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to see memories that like could upset us. So it was honestly really liberating and therapeutic. So I recommend doing something like that if you're having trouble letting go. That's a really great piece of advice. I I, want to do it. You should. Honestly, it's amazing. It was the best. (laughs) I never (laughs) felt so like free after that, like a weight had lifted off my chest. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know if you watch The Office, but I'm pretty sure they did that at one of the bachelorette parties in an episode. I I think that's where she got the uh, idea because we we watched The Office all the way through like seven times. (laughs) I don't remember seeing that, but she, I think that's where she said she yeah. got the idea. So as soon as you mentioned like popping balloons for exes, I could see the scene. It's with um Andy's ex girlfriend Jessica when he goes to like break up with her with Aaron. <gasps> right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay, now I remember. <laughs> I she told me that, and I was like, uh, I don't remember that episode. But Andy was never my favorite character, Mm-mm. so <laughs> yeah. he had a lot of um kind of like baggage. Church. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a lot of walls that he's punching into (laughs) yeah he was a little much for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so I always end an episode with a quote sort of about what we talked about that day and since today is all about you and your love life do you have any quotes that really resonate with you um yeah I don't remember who said it but it's something like tis better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all Um, Matt actually says all the time that any mistakes you've made, including relationships, uh, aren't mistakes as long as you've learned a lesson from it. So with each breakup you go through, um, as long as you learn something from that relationship, it really truly wasn't a waste of your time and you've grown as a person from it because you've learned that lesson. So that's kind of what that quote means to me. I love that. I really agree with what you said too. Thanks. That's great. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this was really exciting. You are the first guest. Oh my gosh, I feel so honored. (laughs) It's awesome. Yeah, so where can the listeners find you? Um, So you guys can find me on Instagram. It's at Brit Lyons underscore and on my YouTube channel, which is just Brit Lyons. Awesome. Her content's really great. So I definitely recommend that you check out her photos and YouTube videos. Uh, your editing is amazing. I think I laugh like every video. Like, I know <laughs> Thank you. all the memes and clips that you include. <laughs> I try, man. I've been losing my touch lately. I need to get back on that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's got great content. So definitely check her out. And again, thank you so much for being here. 
Thank you. Yeah. Well, have a wonderful rest of your day. And thank you so much for listening. I will see you all next week. If you want to get involved, have feedback, or perhaps your own story you'd like to share, please email me at breakingupwithmikayla at gmail.com, or you can reach out to any of my social media and send me a DM. I'm always looking for future guests, so if you want to save your story for an episode to guest star on, be sure to mention that in your message as well. Don't forget to leave five stars, subscribe, and have a nice day.